Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the AI Comic Pod, episode number 64. I'm your host for this evening, Rory Greenfield, and as ever, I'm joined by my, I was going to call you my sidekick, but that's a bit cruel, um, partner in crime, let's do that, uh, Stuart Britson. You are right, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I also would have accepted life partner. <laughs> Seriously? Um, well, yeah, because I am definitely not your sidekick. You are too little to be the main guy. Yeah, I am too little to be the main guy. I'm a little bit, I, and you, you won't be that involved in the Teen Titans stuff because you don't have a seven-year-old boy. Um, but Teen Titans Go is is the talk of my household at the minute, and the film comes out quite shortly. And Robin is a bit sick of being the sidekick and not having his own movie. So, which is it looks very true, quite funny, and that's um, so topical considering that one of the trailers we've seen at uh, Comic Con is the Titans trailer. Yeah, which has the worst two words. In the history of a trailer, in my opinion, but we will come to that slightly yeah. later. Um, so we're going to talk about SDCC, San Diego Comic Con. It's a huge event. It's just gone last weekend. Um, there's a lot that was going on, but there's a lot of other news around it before we just launch into that. So the big thing, the kind of shocking revelation, which happened, I think, at the weekend or late last week, um, was that James Gunn had been sacked from directing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, this comes amidst some, let's be honest, fairly shocking set of set of tweets, and this isn't just a set of tweets, this is a, a collective, a huge amount of volume of tweets which have, have been brought to the fore because he's been rubbing up some Trump supporters, basically. Um, and they kind of hacked his account as such. I think they were deleted tweets of old and have, have, have brought these to light. Now, there's a lot of caveats around this um, and there's a lot of debate. There's a lot of support from from his cast members and his brother, obviously. Um, and it's a very kind of complicated situation, which you kind of have to tiptoe around because 
I think there are points on, on all sides of it. I think the crucial thing with this is that he apologised for this and Disney were aware of this many years ago. And I think what his brother before said... He, is, the crucial thing is it was this all happened before he was hired. He'd yes. acknowledged it and he'd apologised for it before he began any kind of relationship with Disney. Yeah, and, then, and while anyone, it was in the public sector, it wasn't as publicly known as it is now. There because, was a difference because he wasn't a big it. deal. James Gunn was, relatively speaking, a nobody, and by his own admission, he was more. He was like a, he was like the movie equivalent of Howard Stern, wasn't he? He said and did things specifically to elicit a response from people by pushing the wrong buttons and and really trying to offend people. Yes, and he did, and they were. And I'm not taken away from this because I think you see it from his point of view, and I get that. But it's hard when you sit, when you read these things and they're on text on paper, they're pretty shocking. Let's be honest. Oh, he, I mean, he said, I some, he said some horrific things. He really yeah. did. I mean, what's what's pissed me off a lot about the response is people saying that anyone who thinks he should be rehired is agreeing with what he said, and no one's oh, agreeing no, with that one second. But we've got a few people that we speak to and I've not seen many people that are actually willing to speak up about this and we don't want to dedicate too much time to it because that's not what we're here for but no, it, it, the, the key thing is th- this happened before he, he worked for Disney. Disney knew about this because he had already addressed it before he signed on to work with them and he yeah. apologised and he deleted them. It was a part of his past it was a chapter that was dealt with and closed that has simply been brought up because he is a vocal opponent of Trump and it was picked up on by a right-wing blogger called Mike Cernovich whose major um, thing in the last couple of years has been he was peddling a conspiracy theory that Hillary Clinton was involved in a child sex trafficking ring run out of the basement of a pizza shop so that goes to show the level of the guy that's orchestrated this and it, it, it does it's basically been brought around by his followers and Disney have caved into peer pressure and a lot of this will have come from the very top. It won't have been Kevin Feige. It will have been Bob Iger, right at the top of Disney Marvel, who's who's pulled this this trigger. And yeah. as as you mentioned before, there has been support from every one of the Guardians cast. Some of them, like Chris Pratt, have just done a Bible passage, and I think Pom Clementif did a couple of light sentences about like we are group, we are family, or something. But yeah. Dave, Dave Batista is the one who's been really banging heads. He's come out and he's outright called this a cyber Nazi attack. He's called it bullying, and I'm inclined to agree with him. Um, I know you are, and and I'm I'm completely of that understanding. I'm a little bit more on the fence because, you know, at the end of the day, it's 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 it, the thing is though, like you said, it's it's been known um, already, and he apologised for Disney it. Disney didn't have a problem with it until. People brought it up and went, ah, but why don't you yeah. have a problem? It's with not this? uncommon. It's not uncommon for major studios or major entities, major businesses of the world to not have an issue with something until it becomes public. Do you know what I mean? It's it's no, it's it's almost the same with politics. It's that they have to seen as having a reaction to something. It's an extreme reaction, um, and I think. It is too harsh, personally, because of, of the situation and because it was previously known. I think what his brother said, Sean Gunn, who's obviously in the Guardians films, is probably the most profound. And yes, it's his brother, so there is some uh, level of bias there, in, if you want to be honest. Um, but his brother was very honest and open about it and said that 
James Gunn himself had been much like the characters in the film that they've gone on this journey and gone on this arc of redemption and that's what he's done in his life. He's done something that I think he finally believed in and has made a huge difference to cinema goers experience and you know my little boy loves guardians and i don't think the third film will be the same in any way shape or form when he's not involved and whether they'll take on his script which is complete or not because it's almost a bit well yeah it's done it, it you know he, he finished it a couple of weeks ago and he, but uh, he how can you justify in? sacking him as a as a director and then using his script it's well, well, i guess well, they've they've done it before. <laughs> um, they've done it before, haven't they, with Edgar Wright? So maybe they will. Um, yeah, but the difference there was that script wasn't complete, was it? This has been completely done. Yeah, I know. And, and yeah, signed, know. sealed, and delivered. So yes, they would be allowed to. But I read something before that said apparently the Guardians cast have either signed this. There's a petition that's already got a quarter of a million signatures. Yeah, on it. I think Selma Blair's pushing that really heavy. Um, I don't know what she in. Uh, is she in Hellboy? Selma Blair. I can't remember. Yeah, she's an actress. She was in Cruel Intentions. That's the only thing I can remember for for a scene that yeah. defined most of our um, adolescent years. It it did indeed. Yes. Um, anyway. Yeah. I, I. Anyway. Anyway, it's a difficult topic. It's something you could talk a lot about. It's something that. And some of us is, have done every day on Twitter for the last week. Because some of us uh, yeah. are really pissed off about it. I I know I know I know and it is I just find it all very sad because of the outcome of the situation and and I, but I did like I said I did find it very uncomfortable reading and and you know I guess people are allowed to do things that are wrong in the past and and try and make amends for them and I feel like he's trying to do that so that's the difficult thing around it. If they were recent things, then. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't disagree at all with Disney, but because it's it's historic, do you know what I mean? He's, he's almost yeah, it's it's tricky, it's tricky. So well, I I um, think it's going to be walked back. It, I don't think it might not happen straight away, but I I, I don't know. I think it's going to be walked back. It's 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 difficult to see that happening because Disney are very stubborn in their process in that regard. They're a huge company, and it's decisions like that probably aren't made that lightly but i think they were made quite quickly and without much consideration on this occasion i think they just pulled the trigger so yeah we will see um all the news outside of san diego comic-con there is a joker film uh an almost joker origin but not quite because joaquin phoenix is far too old to be a, a a younger joker if that's being honest and and see what what comes of that but it looks, on paper, really interesting. De Niro's looking to be signed on as well for producing and and starring in the film. I think you know my love for Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I was quite a big advocate of him potentially doing Doctor Strange, but I'm kind of glad he didn't. He's slightly more out there, slightly more unhinged. Um, the Robert De Niro thing's very, very strange because I read something about it when it came out when it said, they haven't said who it's supposed to be, but they said it was going to be a character that was really important or really like heavily linked to the Joker's origin. Yeah, and it's, and it's I, interesting. I, I can't work out maybe he's supposed to be his dad because the only two real Joker origins that we've had, there's the one from um, The Dark Knight yeah. where every time Joker tells the story, he tells a different one. 
Um, and then you've got the killing joke. But I, yeah, I like exactly. the killing joke as an origin because it's imperfect. And there's one brilliant line that gets missed. I think it's when Gordon's going through the, the roller coaster and he's, he's got all the horrible images of his daughter being sexually abused and everything. And he says something along the lines of every time he tells the story, he recalls it differently. So even in his own mind, the Joker maybe doesn't re- recall exactly what happened. The only no. concern I've got is that the main reason the Joker is such a good villain is because he's en- enigmatic. And I hope they're not going to try and nail it down and say, these are the five specific reasons why the Joker is the way he is. Go yeah. and tie everything it, up. I, I have a bit of a fear of the kind of solo origin story. I, I kind of like my characters that are developed to remain a little bit mysterious as to why they developed that way. Do you know what I mean? Because then it leaves it up to your imagination. Um I think my big issue with all the Star Wars stuff, and it's not quite the same, um, and it would be the same with same like a Game of Thrones spin-off where they, they did an origin of whoever. And I just, I don't want that because I, I've developed to know the characters from my understanding of it. I don't need a step-by-step, you know, paint-by-numbers guide to how this person became who they are. I, 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 that worries me slightly. I think that the big thing for me is, like I said, Joaquin Phoenix is is a phenomenal actor. I think he's one of the best working actors in in Hollywood as such. Um, and I think the script sounds like it's tight. I, I, Todd Phillips is an, is a weird choice for me. He did The Hangover, uh, the director of this film. He's done works. He's mainly a comedy um, director, and he does do quite intense scenes quite well. Yeah, um, I looked through some of the things he's done. He did Road well, War Trip, Dogs, Road Trip, yeah. Old School, the Starsky and Hutch remake. He is a comedy director Hangover by definition. One, two, and three. But yeah. but then again, you look at some of the weird decisions that other people have made. You look at Waititi, and you look at James Gunn, and you look at uh, James Wan that's doing Aquaman, who comes from a horror background. A lot, yeah. a lot of studios are. Jesus Christ, he did Borat. He was the right. He was one of the co-writers for Borat. Okay. I, I, yeah, it's, that, it's yeah, that intriguing. It's intriguing. Bit. It's strange. It's strange. I, yeah, I, more studios now are willing to 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 pick the the little the left field ones, aren't they? Where it's a little bit weird and it doesn't make sense. But maybe, presumably, he's pitched a vision and they've gone. Huh, okay, because really anything. I, I think the my my fear my fear is to. DC seemingly say yes to most things at the minute. I think that's fair to say because mm. I think this will go ahead. This is going to happen. But you see how much stuff they keep saying. Yeah, this is going to happen. This is in pre-production. This is going to maybe happen. It's like fucking hell. It's like a 20 long list of random potential films that are going to get made. There's no defined structure there. And, and that's a slight concern, really. Um, I would say, though, um, and we can move on to it. Uh, San Diego Comic Con 2018. Um, I would firstly say that I don't think it's quite the biggest uh, and maybe best from outside perspective. We are very much not attendees. Um, sad to say, <laughs> might be one year if the dream comes true. Me and you will be there, um, attending and interviewing and doing all the panels and getting and restraining kind of orders. Yeah, all that kind of fun stuff that we really want to achieve in life. Um, but we, we, we sadly, sadly weren't. Otherwise you wouldn't have not heard about it constantly, constantly. <laughs> um, but there's some pretty cool shit to come out of it this year. 
I don't well, think one of the major a... things is that pretty much every year Marvel hands down wins Comic-Con, but this year Marvel have had such a small footprint. Marvel they, haven't they, even touched it, have they? Because no, they, they, no the Captain Marvel. They've had no Hall H um, presentation. And I, think I mean, the they re- are the in between films, that, aren't they? Yeah, they the, are the reason for that seems to be because um, they're in between films but also they don't want uh, they didn't want any sort of overlap between Infinity Wars because Infinity Wars not long out and a lot and there hasn't been a global release of Ant Man yet. So they, no, they can't this, really be you know, pumping up. Ant Man is out, isn't it though? Ant Man is, is generally out by it the is, UK. But it, it, it's not on global release and that's the thing. They can't be sitting there doing a panel about Avengers four while some people no, but I just don't the think they would do. I think look, we are we we know they're not going to do a panel or they're not going to push Avengers four in the same capacity. I'm sure we'll get trailers. Um, I'm sure we'll get posters. I'm sure we'll get marketing, but it's not going to be the same feel as normal, very advanced Marvel push. I remember when we looked back at Ragnarok and stuff. Releasing posters like 15 months in advance for it, do you know what I mean? Like, and, and the rest of it. And then the trailer was probably a year before it came out almost. And, and they were kind of doing things that were really far in advance and, and often quite similar with Black Panther. I think at this stage, you'd think it's a little bit early for Captain Marvel because they have wrapped, haven't they? But I think it's, it's still in very much post production. Yeah, you finished about a month ago, I think. Yeah. But, and you'd think there might be enough for it, at least a teaser trailer, but, from, like from you what said, I heard Ant-Man about is still it, going. From what it's... I heard about it, it was simply because they do all their stuff in phases, not the you know the MCU phases. It's all done in no. sections, and they're they're not done with the Ant Man section, and it's too early. If Comic Con was in September, I yeah, think you're they right. Would, they would have had a Hall H presentation. It's just it's too close to Ant Man release and not far enough away from the release of. of they Infinity normally have War. a a release. What free free films a year, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's just and, the, this is and the this first year, year is free films, but it's it's two quite close together because you had you had the break from Black Panther to Infinity War, but then Infinity War was at the box office, probably still is, um, for, for forever, and then Ant Man came quite quickly after that. You know, there wasn't much of a gap there, so yeah, it, it, if Ant Man was September, you'd be you wouldn't be away from it, it would be all over Comic-Con, but as it stands, um, it's already there. So, yeah, you're right, there's there's no presence there, but that's quite weird, you know, we're not used to that. It's Marvel and DC normally compete um, for, for the weekend's kind of top prize and top attention and all the rest of it. So it's slightly, slightly different. Um, from a UK point of view, there's a bit of hype around Doctor Who, um, obviously got a female Doctor, which is kind of interesting. Um, so that's, that got quite a bit of attention actually surprised me. Um, and then the DC stuff, I think we'll come back to, um, let's briefly talk walking dead. Now, me and you are both a little bit tired of this, this not genre, but, but particular show. And it's, it's always a massive heavy heart when I talk about this show being disappointing, because I think this was always mine and yours one of our favourite TV shows, at least. Um, and I just don't really know how to explain what, what's happened, why it's got so boring, to be honest, and why I'm so uninterested in it anymore. I mean, there's still good parts of that last series, but 
I don't have that anticipation like I used to to really want to watch it in the middle of the night on a Sunday or first thing Monday morning or whatever and rewatch it and rewatch it and I just it's just the buzz for it is just gone. I think it's just been going on too long and the, I think the showrunners have lost lost the direction of what what made it intimate and special and and, and quite scary for a while. It's it's lost any of that fear. They're just too comfortable and it's like well, well. I I've I've said I, I don't want to say too much about it because we we've we've got a lot to get through. But I I think this is going to be. Um, I think they'll be lucky if they get a season ten, and if they get season ten, or if it's already been approved, I don't know. Then that has to be the last season. You can't do because, it anymore because it, in the comics they've already they've always run parallel, but not you know absolutely mirrored the TV to the comics. But yeah. they've now said this is a huge, like, 90-degree tangent from the comics by Rick leaving. And I think Andrew Lincoln is leaving because he knows that the show is in trouble. And I think he wants well, to get out. he's not the only goes. one either. He, he, he's the only one that's stuck to it and not done TV work, maybe, or film work outside of it, has he? He's been well, very... There, well, there's been big problems with Lauren Cohen. Who plays well, Maggie. she's going too. She's it's her last series as well. Well, yeah, she she's already got a um, I can't remember the show, but she's got a a star a whiskey cavalier. She's been cast. As she's the, good, the man, as well. You know, I I don't like to see these great actors just get a bit washed up in what they do. Do you know what I mean? Like they they were all the buzz. You remember this Walking Dead cast were all the buzz for a period of time, and you're just thinking, Christ, what are they going to do, and what films are they going to go off and do, and what exciting projects. And it's not really happened for a lot of them because they've been so stuck just doing this show. And and, and for well, yeah, a while, they, like I said, it's such it a great show. Months. They film nine months of the year. They're long Crazy. Days. And with it being such a big cast, you could be on set all day. And doing only be, fuck all. And only being filmed for a, a, a literally a two-minute section as part of a group scene. And if that, I can't remember who it was, but one of the cast, it might have been, it might have been Norman Reedus a couple of years ago. And it he probably was because he, yeah. he's quite vocal about these things, and I'm sure he he'd said or somebody else did that the cast literally do have to turn down every other role that comes up. It's either The Walking Dead or other shows multiple because it's so intense. Well, yeah, and, and Reed has done Cohen some now, films outside of it, and he's done quite well off that, but he's he's still not done as much as he would have hoped at one stage. Because you think yeah. Maggie's role now has been reduced so much since Glenn died. It's just. That yeah. she's now become, she she's like a really shitty matriarch of of Hilltop, isn't she? And she's obviously had somebody come along and said, "Look, we want you to be the the lead, a main cast, twenty four episodes a season." You know, nobody's going to turn that down, especially when the show's viewing figures are gradually getting less and less and less every yeah. year. So yeah, I think we're both of the opinion it's sad what's happened, but it's inevitable with any show that goes past five or six seasons. Once yeah. you get to six years, people stop watching. That's why things like Friends and Big Bang Theory are just so rare. And I know a lot of people don't like the Big Bang Theory, but it still pulls in 10, 12, 15 million people an episode. And that is so rare. Most shows get four to five years and then it just goes off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, bollocks to anyway. Walking Dead because that trailer is garbage. It looks just... boring as shit. It's just boring. Like man. you said, Fucking it's not boring. scary anymore. There were some scenes no. in that, that used to make your heart jump to the back of your eyeballs. And oh, now they've I used it... to love the fear element of it. It's and too you expect... personal. Also, the well, that when you were in the prison and it was dark and you just hit, 
and and the hairs on the that's, back. Of your that's neck a go good up. zombie, man. That's it, good. Yeah, it's almost as good as me, man. Which I'm still working on. Yeah, well, we've I'm got a review coming up soon, so just keep keep that bad boy back. I'm, I'm keeping um, it under wraps. Keeping it under wraps. Yeah, so yeah, we, we're disappointed. Um, I want, I want them all to die. I want them all to die. I don't I care do. anymore. I want the zombies to officially win. Now we are officially yeah. team zombie. Team yeah, we are team, team zombie. zombie, and and team zombie don't do enough, man. They're not even a threat anymore. It's all about fucking guns. How many fucking guns do they have on that that town? It's ridiculous at this stage. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he's gonna go make some bullets. Oh, great, but I mean, it's it's, it's oh fucking mullet-headed twat. Um, on that note, yeah. let's move to something away from zombies. Let's let's move to something that makes me smile. Can we move to Shazam, please? No. Oh no! Before we go to Shazam, let's do the Spider. We've had a, another trailer for the Spider-Man game for the PS4. There's been quite a lot of of. I'm amazed it's not come out yet, actually, because it's again, this has been in. Start, start I know September. it's October or September, yeah. Um, but it feels like it's been in production forever. This game, um, and they announced it, it with a trailer for like at least eighteen months ago. It feels like at least a teaser. Um, but they've done yeah. one now where they've tried to give away a little bit more of the of the synopsis and a little bit more of what the overall idea is. So it's Peter Parker now. He's twenty three, so he's been playing. He's been playing the Spider Man game for eight years so he knows his stuff it's got a really good cast of, of villains in there it's got f- i think five of the sinister six are in there so really well-known villains but they've done a, a good job of keeping the big bad nobody yet knows who the actual you know the puppet no, is pulling all the strings the gameplay for anyone that's not seen it basically it's the arkham sort of games it is spider-man so it's very much an element of you can either be super stealthy and do all these web takedowns without anyone seeing you, or you can drop down into the middle of 10 guys with guns and just wail on them, throw them off buildings, web them to, to girders and stuff like that. You've got all different types of special webbing, like you've got the grenades and proximity mines and things like that. It looks brilliant. There's been so much buzz it about it. Great. They, it looks they've, great. Because they've been very, very careful to not rush into this. And now Spider-Man's stock is very high because of Tom Holland and Infinity War and Homecoming and Far From Home. If you want a little bit more talk about Spider-Man, just to put it out there, we did a podcast, our last one. Yes. Episode 63, which we mentioned this, we mentioned Into the Spider-Verse, we mentioned Homecoming. That was our evolution of um, Spider-Man. Yeah, which was a good title. Um, and it was and so, yeah, well. we, we, Yeah, it was. Ho- it was. Hopefully we can, and do, we, we we can do... do more things. We should really yeah. do a Batman one round, Batman week in September. Yeah, I'd like to do, I'd like to do a whole month of Batman. Um, people are pissing me off on Twitter, can I just mention very quickly about Batman? Because people are very now saying that the Nolan trilogy is bullshit and stuff, and, and that can we go back and talk about Batman Returns and stuff, and the original Batman, and how much better it is. No. And I just think, I think people are just getting this whole. It just seems like a hipster viewpoint that the Nolan trilogy isn't great oh, and all this stuff. And it, I know it just feels like that, man. First and, Batman and I, film, brilliant. Batman Returns, brilliant. Most of the ones that came after that until Nolan, utter shit. The Nolan Porter trilogy, bollocks, outstanding. Batman yes. Begins, brilliant. Dark Knight, legendary. Dark Knight Returns, almost as legendary. So bollocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, the film third third one. Yeah, no, but it does. It's getting that kind of phase where people now do this stuff. I think. But yeah. then after this, it'll come back round again, and then it'll be seen as being retro. 
You wait. Oh. You, do, are they really crying out for another Batman versus Superman? Do you know what I mean? Like, do, just appreciate the Nolan trilogy for how good it is in comparison to what we're getting currently. Um, anyway, that was just something I had to mention because right. it's driving me a bit okay. crazy. Okay, seeing as you're being all horrible and moody, let's go and talk Shazam then. Please. So, Thank you. So Shazam Shazam trailer was one of the, the really, really big expected ones from DC. DC have had a really good Comic-Con between they have. Shazam, they have. Aquaman, and then all of the offshoots of the DC Universe streaming service. So they're, they're following on from what Marvel do, you know, shockingly. Um, and they're doing it all in one streaming service. So they're now developing their own TV shows, which at the minute are on the CW. But they're basically having their role in Netflix in with like a legacy archive of, of old TV and movies. One of the best things being they're going to have the whole of the animated series, Batman. Yeah, that's, that's good. Which is brilliant. And it's just been released on Blu-ray. For anyone who's tried to watch it in the last 10 years, the, the only rips online are shocking quality and they're doing it in Blu-ray quality now, which will be amazing. That's yeah, going to be on DC streaming service along with a select library of comics and graphic novels, which is brilliant. I'm utterly fucked off that they're only launching it in America, not even Canada, just America. I just and, don't and they get currently aren't how short-sighted that is. I they, don't they, get they won't how even a company say, can do that. They haven't even said officially that they will be doing it in any other country. They've just said it's not available in your region at the moment. But Comixology have been saying that with their unlimited um, comic service for two years. And all they, they're just putting people off. Apparently, the official word I've seen on channels on, online is they're trying to work out the bugs. But that's bullshit, because why would you have a bug in England that you don't have in America? The portal nah, either works just, or it doesn't. It's just bullshit. It'll man. be licensing. They'll be trying to make sure they're trying to screw some kind of UK licensing agency. Yeah, there'll than... be something. Yeah, but be anyway, something. bollocks to that. So Shazam, Shazam was one of the one of the most expected ones because, in the grand scheme of things, he, he's not a terribly well known character. And also, his name isn't Shazam. His name is Captain Marvel. Fuck yeah, but they the yeah, but they yeah, but they're not going to go Captain Marvel to compete with Captain Marvel. No, they, they can't. They they don't own the naming rights. But anyone I know who's a DC Comics purist, like Ben Beave on Twitter, he is Captain Marvel. It's just there was a big naming rights issue in the sixties. Well, and at one yeah. point both companies did have a Captain Marvel, but Look. then DC missed out when the license was up for renewal. Marvel got it, so now Marvel have got Captain Marvel. Yes, it should be Miss Marvel. I know, I but know, but anyway. it'll be Captain Marvel. But the thing but, is, it, it, but, it introduces a new aspect of of DC anyway because he's magic. This this is a big move for them in the same way it was when Marvel introduced Doctor Strange. I don't know how much magic they're going to throw at this film, though. They well, they've got to it some way because his or you can't do his origin without explaining magic. Because he, he's no, and there is clearly magic there. There, there is. And I don't you can think they'll lean the into it too heavy, but it still introduces a new sort of cornerstone of. Yeah, it, 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 the like, trailer remember, to me, mate. The trailer to me feels very big meets Ant Man. Well, that they um, they've labelled it as being very much like big. For anyone that doesn't know, Billy Batson is like I think he's like eleven or something, and he gets yeah, the he looks magical so young. powers by the wizard Shazam. The name Shazam translates to all the different gods that he inherits the power of. So he gets like the the speed of is it the speed of Achilles and the the wisdom. Oh, you're of, gonna have to no, tell the, me this. The, this what? No, did you not know? 
I don't know this. No. Right, okay, give me one second, I'll find it. I don't know them all. I can't remember them all. Well, I think it's the speed of Mercury, the wisdom of somebody else, the strength of some other guy, and all the rest of them, and it, it makes the acronym of Shazam. But when he becomes Captain Marvel slash Shazam, he's still got the mindset of an 11-year-old boy, and that's where the big element comes in. It's not like he uses his powers and it's a Jekyll and Hyde thing. He doesn't go from being an 11-year-old to a 30-year-old. He's still got a child's mentality. And yeah. that is why Zachary Levy, Levy, Levi, whatever, is such a good piece of casting because he is just a giant child. He's, yeah. He's, he's really funny. He's really awkward and he's quite slapstick. And I think it'll, there'll be quite the a The only other person I could have seen this, this being is someone like Brandon Fraser, but he's just too old. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's, just, also, he's, he's also a different hero. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> what do you mean by that? From the mummy? Oh, yeah, but it's the mummy, dude. I mean, fucking hell, that was like 20 years ago. Um, he was still fucking fat then. Yeah. <laughs> um... And he's dropped off the cliff, but yeah, it's a certain type of actor that would play the kind of man-child role and look look good in the in the costume and and still be able to deliver lines like he's, he's a, a teenager. Um, there there's some go. great lines in this. There's some great great lines, man, in this trailer. It looks absolutely hilarious when he's just wandering along and he's saying, you know, your phone's charged and your phone's charged. <laughs> yeah. and, and then they start doing the tests of his, you know, flight mode where he shoots up about 20 feet in the air and then just comes straight back onto his back and in absolute agony um, and then they find out he's bulletproof and stuff. It's just it's it's it looks really fun and looks really enjoyable and like I said, it feels like a DC version of Ant-Man in a you lot want, of ways just that kind of comedic element Go on, hit me. Right, it's the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina nice. of Atlas, 
power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. I like a bit of Greek mythology mixed Me into my superheroes. You know, Al- you know? Atlas is the one who obviously bore the weight of the whole world on his shoulders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, Mercury was um, the guy that invented thermometers. Oh come on, that's worth at least a pity groan. There was I I I, oh. slightly, I smiled. I smiled. It was it was smile more silence. loudly. I know, you can't smile on podcasts. It doesn't God, really have the it. same effect. Well, I'm not gonna bother um, anymore in that case. I'm sulk and I've got me titties. Go on, sulk. Me. I watched this trailer about half a dozen times. Um I've enjoyed different aspects of it every time, which I think is really fun. Um It's just this and yeah, for me. Well, it's nice, look, let's be honest. It's nice to have a DC film that isn't just moody and yeah. and and depressing and, and, and whatnot. Um, and I think they tried to lighten things up with Justice League and it, and it failed. We're, we're being honest about this. Um, the Whedon-Schneider um, combination didn't, didn't work um, and it didn't deliver either of the elements, the real dark grittiness or the real light comedic stuff. It just, it just didn't work. So this looks just a whole lot of fun. It comes out in April next year. Um, it's going to have to do well to, to combat Captain Marvel, which I think is going to be huge. That comes yeah, out late that, February, March. But that, we'll therein lies the problem because Captain Marvel is. It's going to be. I I think it's going to be as big as Black Panther, but we just don't know at this stage. I, I think you'll be it's right. It's just got that hype around it. Based on what and Ragnarok did and then what Black Panther did, I think it'll be pushing sort of late eight hundred million. I, I, I think I think if they well. get the marketing right of it, and because it's it's post Avengers four or pre Avengers four, sorry. Um, and people are wanting more. You know, Ant Man isn't really going to tell any anything about. Uh, well, it's not said, because we haven't seen Ant Man yet. But from what I've been told, it's not, it's meant to be quite insular. Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, it, it's going to be insular. It's, it's just not. It doesn't connect. It's it's not. It's you know. And it's like this. Sam's not going to connect with a really dark and moody Snyder film, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's no. it's it's different. Different. One, one so, thing I hope it does do. I hope it introduces at least the concept of magic properly. And that at the end there is some kind of hint or mention of um, Black Adam to be portrayed by The Rock, because Black Adam is a brilliant DC villain villain for the simple reason that he's a magic user. He was the original attempt of the Wizard Shazam to give his powers to somebody to have a like an avatar on Earth. Yeah, yeah. And he got corrupted by it and he went batshit crazy and turned into a bit of a maniac, as most people tend to do. But Superman's biggest weakness, other than kryptonite, is magic. So by introducing Black Adam, you introduce a villain who can really put Superman on his arse. And that's something that, that DC really needs, is a really good villain. That, that you're can right. down Superman because he can, it needs a villain that, that isn't just a giant CGI monster. Yeah, and The Rock's been attacked for this for something like six years since he officially signed on with Warner Brothers, and that yeah, he, they said he is not in the film, but I think he might be either mentioned or hinted at, or just The Rock, not as Black Adam, is in the post credit or something like that. So we do yeah, we'll see. see a bit of him. But Shazam looks great fun. It's been getting it rave reviews just from the um, just from the trailer. Yeah, there's some good buzz around it, and, and I think it's all justified. So I think it'll be a really good fun film, and that's that's all you want sometimes from these it does, kind of films. The, you know? the key thing out of it, it looks fun. 
Um, and that, that leads us nicely, I suppose, into the, the other big DC release, which would be Aquaman. Yeah, I'm a little bit more on the fence about this than other people. Actually, I was, I was a little bit critical, um, shock horror. Um, and it's not me being anti DC at all. It's not because wow. I kind of only want the best for them. Um, it's just me feeling like I've seen a lot of heavy CGI films from them. Um, and I get it's underwater. So what, what do you expect? Um, but I mean, you're not going to get much script from a trailer. You're just going to get the one liners. And, and I think we, we both enjoyed Aquaman from, from Justice League, but I kind of wanted a bit more out of the character and, and I hope we get it. But from the trailer, obviously you just see the, the one liners and the action and all that kind of stuff. And if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. Do you know what I mean? But for me, I'm just a little bit tired of that formula. So. Well, fucking boo at you. I know. I, I think it looked... I, I was impressed with what I've seen. Um, I thought the, the, the shot where they were coming into Atlantis looked really, really good. It looked beautiful. I know what you mean. It's it's going to be very CGI heavy. It has and, to be. I mean, it's I It's going to be a lot on the eyes. It's just those films where... I don't know, man. And I've said this, don't get me wrong, I've said this about other Marvel films as well. Sometimes you need the mixture. You don't just want the heavy, heavy CGI stuff. You need, you need a balance there. You know, well, that's I where the, we'll... that's where the, the sort of real world stuff comes in. Cause the thing with Aquaman is because he's of both worlds, there will be elements of it where he's, he's doing some stuff on it on dry well, you land did as see, well. You did see that as well. You know, you have seen that in the trailer. Um, and, and I'm hoping the balance is, is kind of good just because, I do find these films heavy, man. Like sometimes you get two hours, 20 minutes worth of a, of a, a superhero film that's mainly heavy CG stuff. Um, and I just think it's too much. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I and I think Marvel have done this, um, a couple of times and, and, and slightly got the balance wrong. And, and I mean, I remember we had, we had that, or well, we did two recordings of Batman Begins, but the big praise for us, um, among with loads of other things about the scripts and, and the acting and whatnot, was just how great it was in terms of the sets and the design and the reality of it all. And I guess that isn't always going to be the case. And Aquaman is <laughs> primarily set underwater, so it's not going to be the case. But just kind of giant seahorses and giant sharks and giant this against each other. It's just... I don't know, man. I, I'm just not quite fully sold on the idea. Um, but what was I going to expect? I, I knew the, I knew it was coming. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, the, you know what's coming. The, the main thing to take out of it is that there's there should be some good mythology in there, um, and it's it's very much Hopefully. it's very much a, a sort of brotherly fight, and you've got all the different. One of the the main slogans that they had a while ago was "Unite the Seven. They're they're leaning very heavily on a. I think it was Jeff Johns that wrote it, um, in the New Fifty Two where Aquaman was attempting to unite all the different regions that make up Atlantis yeah, um, under one one crown. And it goes right the way back. I think it's like 5,000 years before when At- before Atlantis sank. And you've got different, different groups of people in the different um, territories that have evolved in different ways. So the, the, the people that the, the, the Atlanteans like Aquaman and like Mira, who's from a different, um, area called Zebel, they still look quite human. You know, they've got yeah. human features, but there's other people that have taken on more fish-like features because they've evolved slightly differently. 
And then there's a, a there's an area which is called the trench, which is basically the deepest, darkest elements of the underwater. And they've basically become like mutants where they've got shark people and like tentacles and all sorts. So it, it should look quite sort of mutanty. I suppose you'll have different types of people and there's a family element because it's Aquaman fighting his half brother for control of Atlantis, but there's going to be real life bits that happen on, on Earth because Aquaman's always felt like he didn't really belong anywhere because he was, he wasn't really uh, an yeah. Earth dweller and he wasn't really an Atlantean and he's seen as a bit of an outcast because he's not a full blood. So, I mean, Joey, Joey Connors and I did a, what we thought was a really good pod about him because Aquaman is actually a very misunderstood, derided character because, oh, he just speaks to fish and that. But, you know, if you could speak to fish, that includes, you know, sharks, giant squids and octopuses. So I would be quite happy to go into an underwater fight with a big, massive shoal of, un- of uh, great white sharks. I'd, yeah. I'd fancy me chances. Yeah, I, 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 it could Plus, be Jason good. Jason Momoa is awesome. Yeah, he is, man. And I think that's the thing. He's he's a really cool guy. And 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 I kind of really do want the best for it. Don't get me wrong. I do think it'll I do think it'll do well. <laughs> you can say that. Sorry, sorry um, to be so base and crass, but my word. yeah, I just yeah, I don't know, I don't know, man. I I I, I feel. I feel sad that I'm not. Maybe if I take my son along, he'll kind of recapture that kind of buzz I, of these think, kind of popcorn superhero might, films. Might pull some people out of it a little bit because I think, I, I think it'll be well received. It'll probably be darkish, but it'll also be a bit lighter. No, it'll be. It won't be that dark. I don't think. I, do, I just don't oh, think no. it'll be that dark. I just, I just. You know, I want to get excited by these films. I think I've just been so burnt by recent DC offerings. I'm very sceptical. I mean, you know, look, if there was a Flash trailer tomorrow, God knows where the Flash is up to. Um, you would be sceptical because you, you're not a fan of the, the character or the actor that portrays him. It, yeah. You, you find the character, but not the, not the, that version. Um, and I, and look, don't get me wrong. Aquaman has potential, but. I don't know. I hope it's got a script, not just a load of action set pieces. I'm also really interested by the fact that it's been it's been directed by James Wan. I'm really interested to see yeah, what everyone hopes, brings. Yeah, everyone's kind of rooting that the James Wan element comes through, and it should do. He's a, he's a quality director, so that should help. Um, I just want the script to be there as well, man. I don't want it just to be just one line is I, I want a bit more than that because i think it's got it you know great origins so there could be a lot to it but yeah yeah fingers crossed um yeah fingers crossed it goes the way that everyone seems to hope it will be uh let's something move. that you mentioned before that that's oh, got God. a lot of attention oh, is the, the the titans trailer um now, i now watch I... teen titans a lot and i know the characters really well because of that and it's quite weird seeing the dark version of it because I just can't picture See, but, them. But that's the problem. When they first started out, they were the Teen Titans. It was all the young, the young sidekicks yeah, yeah, for yeah. Batman, Green Arrow, Flash, Wonder Woman. But then as they got older and they were no longer the Teen Titans, they became the Titans. So they like were the the adult versions. And we haven't got Cyborg in this this looking. No, Cyborg they, is, is, is one of the characters. Cyborg was one of the founding members, but obviously that's complicated by the fact that his IP now is yeah. is in the films. But supposedly Cyborg is supposed to be in season two. Okay. It. 
Um, can we can we say the worst line in a trailer ever is for I, Batman? I don't actually think it's that bad because I, I like the way they're going. I like the fact that they're going for an edgier Netflix-type look because a lot of the criticism around Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow is that they're really saccharine oh and bubblegum and sweet. And that works for certain characters. But I like the way they're going for the whole fuck Batman thing because one of the, one of the major turning points that happened in the comics was when Robin got too old to be Robin and he wanted to branch out and he became Nightwing. And I like the way that they're going for that. And I'm interested to see if they explain it the way I think they will, which will be where, where Dick Grayson is so pissed off with always being in Batman's shadow and always being treated like a kid, even though he might be 19, 20, 21 years old, whatever he's meant to be. And he's just got so pissed off that he's rebelling. Like, we all had moments where we got pissed off with our parents, didn't we? And you'd tell them to fuck off or piss off or something. And to me, that's what it seems to be. Only he's acting out on the streets as Robin, maybe going a little I bit. I know, but that line, mate, I can't, I can't, I can't get over that line. See, I, I, I can't. You, you're looking at it not as a comic reader, though, because as a comic reader, Dick Grayson has been like that. Yeah, but you would, yeah, but for, it's all just done. No, you know, I, look, it could be, it's great source material, do you know what I mean? And I like the characters a lot. Um, and you're right, I like the, I like the darker edge stuff. That my favorite thing on, uh, that Marvel have produced, um, TV wise is very much Daredevil and The Punisher. And The Punisher is as dark a television show as I've seen in recent years. Um, so it's got potential. I just think that one line is just there for the, the, the tabloids, the headlines kind of thing. And, and I just think it's a bit, I uh, just don't see any need for it. But the, the, some other really if they get the action right, the casting is pretty solid. And if they get some of the, um, the character development right and, and the tone right, it could be good. It could be good. And I think you're right. It, they needed to move away from Supergirl and um, all the other stuff because... I think Flash season four was 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 it season three or season four? Uh, uh, four. four. The, there's some other good wasn't stuff great. that they're doing for, for and DC Arrow's got, universe. Arrow used to be really dark and edgy at times, and then Arrow really lost all that. Um, One thing I was hoping for that we were going to see, they're also doing a TV series for Swamp Thing, and I was really hoping that that was going to be further along in production and they might be able to do a teaser. Yeah, that might I, be quite I've cool. spoken before that Swamp Thing is one of my favourite underrated, misunderstood characters because he will be a fascinating one to do and especially with this darker edge. Like, basically I just think of these as the way Netflix has done the Marvel characters where it's a bit more bloody, it's a bit graphic, they don't have to you know, kidify everything and make you know, they can show blood, like graphic blood, which I kind of want from some of these shows. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll see. There's, there's, we'll some, there's some interesting ideas and there's some really good characters in Titans that people might not know about, like Beast Boy, who can basically oh, morph his body into any animal. So if they were going to bash down I a just, wall, I hope... he'll turn into a rhino. If he needs to fly, he can turn into I, a I love Raven pigeon. as well. I think Raven's a really cool character. Raven's going to be one of the key ones in this because it looks like it's following a comic arc. Raven, very long story short, her dad is a demon, her mum fucked the demon and gave birth to a demon child but raven as his daughter she's now his gateway to getting into the real world 
So she's got very, very mystical, demonic, evil powers, but she's always trying to fight against her father's influence. So it's going to be very, very dark when she's there. There's going to be a lot of occult things happening. You've then got Starfire, who's like a warrior princess from outer space. But Beast Boy's the one I want them to get right, because when he's right, he's hilarious, but his skill set, he can literally do anything that you need him to do that you would get an animal. You know, if you need something small... It's just whether the budget allows for it, mate. That's the thing, isn't the thing it? Do you is, know what I mean? He's not in right from the beginning. They've said the characters at the beginning straight away is going to be Dick Grayson, I think, and Raven are the only two that are in the first couple of episodes, and then they build them up, and it'll be to do with the budget, because Starfire is energy-based, so she's going to yeah, be flying exactly. and doing b- blasts. And... A very interesting thing they're doing is episode seven is titled Jason Todd. So they're bringing yeah. Red Hood into continuity, which could only be done on a Netflix type service because beaten to death by the Joker with a, uh, by the Joker with a crowbar, blown up, buried, brought back from the dead, Lazarus Pit, all these things. You couldn't do that on the CW without making it shit. No. No, you couldn't. So it's it's going to be really intriguing if they get it right. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing. I, I think the trailer looks fairly one. solid. It's a big I think the action's got to be solid. Right, it's a massive but... test, mate. It's and I think the streaming service and and going down that angle maybe will work. I I hope so. If they if they keep the, I think the animated stuff is key. Like you said, I think that's the key selling point for a lot of the DC work that people get excited about. The animation yeah. stuff's been really consistent and really good. They, they chuck um, out about three or four movies a year, and they have just been doing so, so well. And now to make these available to the to the masses instead of having to go and buy, yeah. buy them on Except Blu-ray the or Japanese Batman, that was all kinds of weird. I didn't want to watch that because it looked stupid. Yeah, I didn't. It looked it. really it stupid. Kind of weird. Um, but if anyone wants any recommendations for those DC animated shows, hit me up and I'll I'll try and recommend some because I've seen all of them and probably ninety percent of them are brilliant. Yeah, um, and you're right. There is a comic kind of um, consumer difference, but I do know the characters extremely well. Um, yeah, fair and enough. They are... From Team Titans, go. Yeah, pretty much. But also, I've I've read bits and pieces, and I'm I'm wondering whether they 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 kind of go down the Nightwing uh, route. I think we want Nightwing in a more commercial. Movie. Oh, that, night, that that's confirmed during the series. Dick Grayson goes from Robin to Nightwing, but at the beginning. Well, if they get it Robin, right, Nightwing is one of my favorite characters. Nightwing, and certainly yours. He really and, is. And it just if they get it right, it could be great. I just. Yeah, I don't know. I think what we, we can briefly talk about and we're going to do a podcast on um, is Cloak and Dagger um, because that has been confirmed for a renewal for season two. Which is pretty um, impressive that, considering they're only halfway through the season. Well, we're pretty much there. Ten episodes, we're eight episodes in and two left to go. Um, I think it's on Hulu in the States and it's on Amazon Prime in the UK. Which is brilliant. Um, I've got Amazon Prime. Yeah, so do I. Um I it's been very interesting. Very interesting. Absolutely adore it. I think it's one of the best produced and acted shows in this genre that that has ever been. And that's quite one of the most original ones. Because I guarantee, if you ask the majority of people who cloak and dagger are, they wouldn't have a a Scooby. No, and they're really. Look, I didn't know a a massive amount. Um, I've seen imagery, and there's some quite iconic comic images, you know, of them. Well, yeah, Um, they started off in Spider-Man comics. Was their their first appearance? 
Um, and one thing they've done really well, which a lot of people haven't picked up on, they've continued stories that were started in Agent Carter. Well, they've also recently mentioned a one-armed police detective in in the um, form of uh, Misty. Misty Knight. Which is, is intriguing um, and makes me think that they may move it to Netflix. Um, but it would it honestly, would be so at home there because anyone cast is really really good. It, it's, it, it, it's, I was worried when they cast Olivia Holt because she's one of the Disney sort of tween types. She she's got that about her, but she's perfect, man. And, and she's again, a, she's you talk a stone about cold angst. bitch when she wants to be. You talk about that angst and that edge and stuff, and she delivers it really well. Well, um, and the fact that she's a massive druggie. You know, in, yeah, yeah. in the show, she's always crushing up pain pills and snorting them. And I read a, a really good interview with her. It might have been from someone like Entertainment Weekly. And this is the first role she's had, the first starring role outside of Disney. And she said she read the script and she was like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, and no. it's, it's like a total 180 from what she's used to. But The other actor, Aubrey Joseph, who plays Cloak, Tyrone Johnson, is excellent. Um, they work extremely well together on screen. Their relationships developed really well. And that Some is of the, the whole characters thing. are really clever. Obviously, yeah, they're all about the pairing, aren't they? That that's um, it. They, they, they their powers. It's something that we're actually going to see in Titans with Hawk and Dove. They're another sort of symbiotic pairing. But with Cloak and Dagger, they literally feed off each other because Cloak's sorry, uh, Cloak's darkness needs to be balanced out by Dagger's light. And similarly, sometimes she needs to use her light to forcibly draw that away from him. So what, yeah. once they really master their powers, as you saw in the last episode, which was the first time that Cloak was properly cloaking his way around, that led to some brilliant, brilliant scenes. Because she, she sort of got a grip of her powers a little bit quicker, didn't she? When she, she Yeah. She worked out within about four episodes his, how to form his, things. His powers are very intriguing, and in, in, from an outside perspective, and yeah, um, he's he's very kind of fear-inducing, and they they've added the right amount of darkness, the right amount of story and narrative to it. They've not gone um, progressive. They they've you know they have, but it's slow progression, and and it's funny because when you're used to watching these kind of Netflix shows, I think we we both say that the 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 flow of the stories are, are quite problematic at times, and I'd say the same on the CW stuff, where you get the very typical build up to the mid season break, and yeah. then, you know, Walking Dead was the same. These really routine shows, whereas this to me is one of the most balanced things I've watched in a long time, where it's more like you kind of HBO dramas, you know, it's it's these more they build up the story, and you've got to really pay attention. It's not just a sit in one week and then play on your phone for the next you have to watch it and and really in depth and it's really clever and really subtle but i think it's fantastic i think it's one of the best things i've seen in it in a long time and and i think season two um will only progress more because they're going to be much more formed characters in terms of their powers yeah and where they go so yeah really good potential by the end of the first season you'd think they they formally sort of come together and say, you know, we can help each other out, we can do something with this. But yeah. the fact they've been confirmed already for a new IP, I was very surprised with. I thought they would wait until the season finale, leave it about a month, which they often do, 
and yeah. then announce the renewal. But they're obviously striking nah, while the it iron feels is fresh. Hot. It feels fresh. I think that's the thing. And I'm trying to watch Luke Cage at the minute. Um, we know we've got season two of um, Iron, iron Fist, Fist, which God, I'm dreading. See, um, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it because they they've stripped Iron Fist down and they've completely done it from scratch. I know there's a new showrunner. There's I a know new showrunner. They're, they're changing the way they're doing all the stunts and the shots. They've introduced the idea of the daughters. Uh, Daughters of the Dragon, which is Colleen Wing when she teams up with Misty Knight. And that can only be a good thing now that Misty's got a badass new robo-arm. I'm not up to the robo-arm yet. I'm waiting for it. I haven't watched Luke Cage yet. Not properly. Um, Again, I think it's just... I think it's the freshness, isn't it? We, We say this a lot about the Marvel films. The TV shows are the same, mate, aren't they? I mean, you you sat through seven seasons of Bloody Arrow or whatever it is now. I think I'm one season behind because I just lost my way with it. Um... And it is hard, like, to keep it fresh. It is these shows just do same structure, like, I same think style. Arrow, you know? Arrow's next one is season seven. I think seven might be the last one. It's got to be, mate. So, I mean, same Jesus as The Walking Christ. Dead. I, I've, if they get one more out of this, I think they. Have I to think go four out with or five is always smarter for these shows because I know they try and milk it for everything it's worth, but. If they don't, then they just give you all the good stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like four four series where they're or three series where they really give you all the best villains or they give you all the best action, and they don't just give you oh, we're going to introduce character in a season's time. And it's like we we don't want that. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, like I think Flash... this is why the uh, it's it's known now that the big mid season crossover is going to involve Batwoman. And it's already been announced that Batwoman is now getting her own spin-off show on the CW. And yeah. supposedly the thinking there is that she will leverage some of the 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 hype away from Arrow. So I think as Batwoman starts, Arrow finishes. Maybe Stephen Amell stays around, but I don't think he's on his own show. Maybe he appears in Batwoman for, you know, two or three episodes. And the, there's been trailers for Arrow Season 7, Flash Season 5, Supergirl Season 4, Legends of Tomorrow Season 4. But all of them, it's too early in the day to have that much new footage. The one I'm most interested in about is Flash. Have you finished Flash Season 4 yet? No, don't. don't. Right. Well, I got so sick of a stupid storyline in Season well, there, 4. There was, a, there was a returning character throughout Season 4 that they explained in the finale, which now forms the basis of Season 5, and they're going for another non-speedster which is good really deep cut but will it be a good villain like the last season four isn't a particularly good what do you want to know who the villain's meant to i won't tell you yeah yeah hit me i'm not asked well his whole (laughs) his whole shtick is it's a guy who goes around killing speedsters um, and when he kills them with this special knife he leeches their power off them okay so he's basically like a serial killer for speedsters yeah that should be good his Um, name's um cicada nice uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, you're very loyal, right? And we, we've talked about this a few times. You are extremely loyal with these shows and you look for the best in them, don't you? That is your your big MO I'm with a nice all this person. stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Bitch. But you're honest to admit, you said it about Walking Dead and, and you'd say about Arrow, that they just have to get it right. You know, you can't just keep playing the same cards every time because people just get bored. Do you know what I mean? You lose your audience and then people forget what they liked about it. And that's what is sad to me about all this stuff is because people then come off the back of something, not like Game of Thrones, which I think is probably peaking. 
Do you know what I mean? It's it's literally hitting peak and stopping when it could just keep going and it and keep milking the the you know the the praise and the well no they are they're doing four prequel series. I know, but in terms of the actual Game of Thrones oh, itself, actual, yeah, you, you know they're not going to go. Oh fuck it, we'll just keep going because we we've got characters. Oh yeah, go, Game of Thrones is you know, going to win the you know win the cup and then retire off the back of it. They're going. That's absolutely. that's my point, and I just kind of want these shows to realise that. I I just think that's important. Um, you know, Daredevil should be free series, and they should call it after that for me. Just get it right. You know, don't just keep doing it as much as I love it. Um, and I hope that's going to be the case on a lot of this stuff because if it, if you get too much of it, then it loses its originality. And, and that's what we said about the films is, is when they're different, like Shazam and all this kind of stuff, then it keeps you interested. Do you know what I mean? Because you're going, shit, this is new and this is fresh and this is what I wanted. And when you're bringing on directors like Taika Waititi and stuff, you're going, shit, this is nothing like I expected. <laughs> this is like a very trippy film. And that's, that's original. So, I think that's what I always look for more than just the same kind of series, same kind of characters, slightly rehashed a little bit. And um, so there's been some nice, nice surprises from San Diego Comic Con. I'd say that the one thing, and we've not talked about it, which isn't in the comic book universe, I don't think it might be graphic novel stuff, is Godzilla. And obviously, Jesus, you you have a plenty of Godzilla films from over the years. Um, one particularly good one actually a few years ago. Um, yeah, 2004. Going back, one pretty atrocious one with the Jamiroquai song, I don't know, 20 years ago. Um, but this one looks pretty phenomenal, actually. It's got 11. Uh, Molly Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. A um, couple of other really good pieces of casting, good director, good production team. Um, but the visuals and the trailer itself look pretty phenomenal for me. And this is the thing that I think has got everyone talking and seems to have won, uh, as an, in, just as a, as a one-off, you know, not the DC kind of stuff, but just as a one-off seems to have been got the whole buzz from some Comic-Con, to be honest. It looks stupid crazy with having, um, they're bringing all the old classic ones back, aren't they? Yeah, they are. That some, the, the first one that I, I always look for is Mothra. You, you, you yes. can't. And what's the big three-headed dragon? Oh, I don't know the names, it, man. It, it, oh, not not this late at night, Jesus. Oh, I can't remember. I was I was watching a thing about it, and they went through and analysed like which one was which. Yeah. Um, because I I watched the the twenty uh Ghidorah King Ghidorah, um, and then there's Rodan as well. Yeah. Um. They're some of the legendary ones, and I, I want to go back now, right back to the original from 1954, and rewatch the the sort of old ones. Um, but yeah, it, it looks good. I'm, I'm intrigued by Millie Bobby Brown being in it because obviously her stock at the minute is off the it's charts. It's pretty yeah. And the, it, this I is think Sally part. Hawkins is in it as well. Sally Hawkins, you won't have seen The Shape of Water, but she's a really good British actress. Her stocks through the roof with doing Paddington and Shape of Water and, and various stuff. Um, and well, Ken, Ken think, Watanabe's back in it as well, isn't he? And he played one of the characters in the 2014 film. Actually, Sally Hawkins was in the 2014 film as well. So there you go. Um, so yeah, there is some continuity there. Um, 2014 well, yeah, was it, a really solid flick. It's meant. Um, to, I think it's meant to be something like, the big one I spotted as well, Charles Dance is in it. Charles Dance yes. is fucking legendary. Yeah, we've been talking um, quite a lot of games. It, it, it's so meant that's... to be sort of five, six, seven years after that one. 
and it, it's going to be interesting. It looks like it's going to be stupid, giant monster fights. Yeah, What's but not to love about stupid giant monster fights. I know exactly. We it's a big giant dinosaur fight and a big giant moth. What what more do you want? And then he beats up what the moth and he goes and beats up life? the fucking three headed dragon. You know, it's just it's like Takeshi's castle with giant monsters. <laughs> yeah, it's like a good Power Rangers. Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to insult Power Rangers, but Power Rangers you know, those, was awesome. Yeah, but those big giant costumes that go back and look at them now, Jesus Christ. Um, um, another thing that I did uh, that's had a little bit of a leak out from Comic Con to just quickly go through the rest of them: Young Justice season three. After many, many years and many, many complaints, they're finally doing a third season of Young Justice. Which, yeah. for anyone who's not seen the first two seasons, it's definitely one of the best things DC has done. I've really seen good. It. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Really, I, will, I, I can't I recommend will, it enough. It looks. I, very, I will it, check it out. It looks more at the 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 younger heroes. So it starts off with some of the people that you'll be familiar with from from Teen Titans, like. Uh, Kid Flash is one of the regulars in there, and Red Arrow and uh, Superboy uh, are in there, and it's it, it's good. But there, there was a there was a big massive kickoff after season two, and I can't remember what show, but they were meant to be coming back and doing a season three, and the company that that owned the rights said, right, well we're going to take all the writers and and artists away to work on this <laughs> other show, and then they can come back. And then they just never came back because the show that they went off to work on became really successful. So they weren't allowed to come back. And I can't remember what show it was, but yeah. it got really messy. And then for years, there's been calls for them to bring it back. And it's another one that's going to be launching on the, the DC streaming service on DC Universe. So that, that's been a long time in the making. Uh, yeah. We had another small trailer of Venom little tiny bit more extra I didn't no, I didn't know that yeah I didn't know that there was literally like an extra 20 seconds of footage yeah, but the rest of it it yeah. was a rehash of that that last trailer I think it just showed a little bit more of him fighting and the bit where he's on the motorbike and taking I forget a little bit about Venom I, I yeah there's a little bit of I, I'm hoping it, it works it's got that kind of edgy 90s action I'm, I'm kind of really looking forward it. to it yeah 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 I, really I think I am too um, I, I love the cast as you know so I'm I'm hopeful. Um, there's been some good stuff, man. It, it's a slightly strange year, like you said, because there's no Marvel, um, which is the big kind of difference in there. Um, but yeah, maybe one year we'll maybe one year we'll attend. Maybe if Crypt- if they if they want us. Um, Krypton um, Krypton's got a second season coming out. For anyone that's not watched that, Krypton season one was actually very good. Jesus, how much TV do you watch, man? I've told you, I watch more TV than I sleep. I just... And you re-watch all this stuff as well. We've both been re-watching How I Met Your Mother. I re nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother in about six I'm still on... I'm still... I'm even lower watch a few few episodes a night. I don't... I don't absolutely hammer it. I'm halfway... I do question how much work you actually do. It's starting to dawn on me that, you know... Work's overrated. (laughs) As long as it... As long as you appear to be busy, that's all that matters. I know, I know. Um, I wish. Um, I am actually busy. Anything else from this year? Anything standouts, or are we are we happy? No, that if I was to pick one, the thing that got me most excited was Shazam. The, yeah, the Shazam I, trailer really looks like a shot. I was on. I was buzzing off Godzilla, but I think Shazam looks so much fun. Just I I wasn't so expecting fun. anything from Godzilla because the day before the trailer launched, 
they did that yeah, little like teaser. twenty second teaser where she was um Millie Bobby Brown's on the radio and she's trying to get hold of or oh, whatever the name of that military group is. And I thought, oh right, okay, so we might get a trailer in a few months. And then it was only about twelve hours later they dropped the whole thing. But I <laughs> they keep doing that. that actually. They keep doing that at the minute. It's quite disconcerting because you're not ready for it in the slightest. I mean, the the, the story of of Godzilla just seems fascinating. So just be, before it is we finish, Japanese though, folklore, man. Like so, so much the, the whole idea in Japan. is that uh, all of these monsters, they're Earth's like natural inhabitants, and humanity is like a plague. And every now and then. The, the monsters or the titans, as they refer to them, they wake up and they purge the earth. And do you know what it makes me think of? Mass Effect. Because that's yeah, a similar thing with I the... I can um, see that. Oh, those big fucking cuttlefish bastards that come down. Oh, I can't like, every, every five, years. The Harbingers. Every 5,000 years, they come down, they find whichever race has become the most dominant, they wipe them out and then they let all the other races sort of come out of their shadow. And yeah. I love the way they're doing this because now Godzilla's the hero. So Godzilla has to save mankind from all these other horrible monsters. And it's just going to be a little bit cheesy like the old ones used to be, but with better graphics and with amazing fight scenes and with a really good cast. It it sounds really stupidly fun. Yeah, I think that's what's come out of this. I think Aquaman as well, if they get it right, will be a fun film. I think it might be a little bit more edgy, but I think it's going to go for entertainment. You know, I don't think they're going for um, anything too heavy or too serious with these films. And that's cool. That's that's fine. You know, I was su- a little bit surprised we didn't get anything of... Uh, oh, one other thing about Aquaman. There's been footage uh, or there's been a, a static picture shown of Jason Momoa wearing the classic orange yeah, and green suit, and I yeah. need that on screen because that will be fucking brilliant. And Black I Man for the villain to. in the awesome. Oh yeah, we didn't tell the villain. Everyone is hyped for the villain. I think he looks a really cool creation. It, it's, it's a complete yeah. page-to-screen transformation with his helmet because yeah. he's he's a normal human, but because he goes to Atlantis and he's trying to stir shit up, he's got this incredibly advanced suit. And he's got the huge red eyes which shoot out laser beams. It does look and, and he's a, it does look he's a good. There is potential there. I just like I said, I hope the balance is right. I think that's the key with this film. It's just not too much CGI because it's ruined other films. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It has ruined other films. So um, yeah, I, I think I think positive. I think there's some really cool stuff to come out of it. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. I don't know when a Disney Expo is. Is that soonish? It might um, be. D three um, is. Is that not normally September? Maybe. I think that's when you might see the Captain Marvel stuff start to come around. So yeah, it's usually a kind of trailer that gets leaked at D three. You get a really shit copy of it, and then the the trailer's maybe six weeks down the line or a month down the line. You know, so. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's earlier. I can't get my head. I can't remember. Um, anyway, so that's probably what's next to come. As I said, yeah, we, we've not done as many of these. It's, it's been a slightly, we've been busy in summer and all the rest of it, but, um, it's not a big season for comic book stuff. It tends to come around. It's not a massive year either, is it? Because you've only got one release. Um, there was no stuff about the, has it been put back? The, the Fox film, the X-Men film. Yeah, it's all gone a little bit quiet on Dark Phoenix. 
I think they pushed it. it, it I think got they pushed, pushed it back, back to like mid and they, they pushed they pushed back that other thing they were doing as well, didn't they? Like a year. Um, there was a kind of horror. They released yeah, a trailer for it. Yeah, they were doing the one with Maisie Williams. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's again really weird, man. Like they, it's something's going on. Obviously, the Disney deal is still in, up in the air, so it's it's something different. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, so there hasn't been the regular the new content. Yeah, 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 New Boons. So it, there hasn't it, been the same content. It's finished that you'd filming. Expect. La- I last know, time I heard, it's in they, post production. They're reshooting it again and stuff because they really wanted to change the whole outlook of it. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, so it hasn't been, the, I think, the massive bumper San Diego Comic Con we're used to, I'd say. Um, and it's allowed a lot of other people to maybe come to the fore, which I think is a good thing. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's a lot to positive to take, but. I think next year is a, is a pretty huge film, film and TV year, and I think you'll see a lot more come out in 2019 than you have maybe in this year. So, yeah. especially with Avengers Four and Captain Marvel. Um, so yeah, and and then another Homecoming is that or whatever it's called. Far from Spider-Man. home. Yeah, far from home. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot to come from us as well in that regard. We will be covering Cloak and Dagger at some stage. We will be doing an Ant-Man review when we finally get to bloody watch it in this, yeah. this country. Um, it's been really hard avoiding state. fucking spoilers for that. I haven't seen any, amazingly, which is, is quite phenomenal, actually. Well, um, I've had to avoid if, so many of my channels that I, I normally watch because so many videos now have got spoilers, so it's just hard oh, to stay off them. I think the good thing with it is it's not a crazy spoiler-centric film. Do you know what I mean? Like There will be spoilers, but it's Sandman. It's not like it's if it was if it was Infinity Wars a month late. Fuck, we'd be screwed. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You just you'd be screwed. Um. So yeah. So we'll be back with that kind of stuff in in the near future. So, uh, thanks very much for tuning in as always, and we always appreciate the support and feedback on these podcasts. So keep it coming. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.